Good morning, Blog Talk listeners, and happy Saturday morning. I'm your host, S.C. Day, and thank you for tuning in to the Legally Steal Show for another great week of talk and education. We are the best show on the web for real, relevant, and reliable information, and we're always bringing you issues that matter most to your wallet. Um, before we get started, I, I want to send a a big shout-out to our Asian family in Japan. Whether we know it or not, we are all family. What happens in Japan affect, affects us here in the U.S. They are going through a crisis, a natural crisis. I'm sure we've all heard of it, uh, unless you live under a rock. They're all going through a crisis. They had a massive earthquake, an 8.9 on the Richter scale. That's about the top out the scale at 9.0, which caused a 23 to 27 foot surge on a tsunami, and that, in ex in exchange, has damaged their nuclear reactor. Now, that can affect us here. It can affect us in a number of ways because. If that nuclear core melts down at 5,000 degrees, it could actually spew nuclear waste into the atmosphere. And all of us who are old enough to remember Chernobyl, we could have some catastrophic events that are going on around the planet. And we live in a delicate, delicate ecosystem. So I want to send our love and support to our family in, 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 in Japan and wish them the best and we need to do all that we can so donate to Red Cross you get a chance they have a text and I wish I had brought it in with me but text them you can donate money do not earmark your money when you send it um, and what I mean by that is as a donor you can have your income or whatever your donations are you can have them restricted do not restrict them because when you restrict them under their 501c3 statute or status, they have to earmark that money specifically what you restricted to. Right now, no one knows what is needed, so do not restrict your money, but please do donate. Donate whatever you can because it could happen here. And in fact, it did. We had some stuff that happened in Washington. A tsunami came in, and it damaged homes. This is serious stuff, people, serious stuff. So do not think that you're sitting in your home and you are immune to it. It can happen, it has happened, and it may happen to us. So just wanted to say that, a nice show of support, and donate whatever you can. Uh, another thing before we get started, and this week's show is going to be a bit of a recapture. Uh, some of the things that we've talked about, and then we're going to go into a field that most people, like insurance last week, are really unaware of. However, these are things that you need to know, especially if you're having a business or you're an individual. These are things that you need to know. But what do you think about these gas prices? Are they a little over the top? There is no shortage. But our gas prices are going up uh, very erratically, but increasing nonetheless. Now, 
we hear about this every time you know there's a gas spike. But the reason the gas prices are going up is is from speculation. You have speculators who say, well, we may experience some problems coming out of the Middle East, and therefore the gas prices go up. Uh, again, there's no shortage. We don't know what's going on in um, Libya. And, of course, we don't talk politics on here, but, you know, my word is uh, I think the president should do the same thing President Reagan did to Gaddafi, and that's send a, you know, a couple of F-22 rafters over there and destroy a couple of bunkers and maybe get Gaddafi in the in the in the turn um being being ex-military that's not another war that we can afford to fight we're already having problems now fighting the one we're fighting we can't afford to fight another one so if it takes a a, a missile strike or something strategic to take the man out get rid of that problem he is a problem he's going to be a problem until he, and, uh, until he dies so and but again, I don't talk politics. I'm just talking what we need to do to help this small ecosystem of a world that we live in keep keep things level. Um, and maybe that'll do something with the gas prices. But those are my views, and of course, yeah, it's kind of my show. I can say things. I'm really not trying to be controversial. Well, maybe I am, but. Um, just just my views. I know everybody don't agree with, agree with my views, and that's quite all right. Uh, we have our own reasons or words that we may say or what needs to happen. But now, I'd like to say here in the here in America, we ought to stop driving for two days. Well, let me change that. We ought to we ought to not buy gas for two days. Just two days, not a week. Two days. No one pump gas. No one pump gas. I guarantee you the economic effect that they would feel, the big oil and gas companies would feel from this, would force them to do something with the gas prices to stabilize them. But that's going to take a concerted effort, and everybody would have to be on the same page at the same time. But we could do it. People remember, remember, we control the economy. We do. Not big government, not big banks. We, the consumers, control the economy. So if we know that we control the economy, but maybe maybe we didn't know. I'm telling you, we control it. Our dollar is power. If we decide not to buy something, we can alter the face of a company. We can make businesses go out of business. We can make businesses change their business practices. We can make businesses drop their price. And how do we do that? We join forces and say, we're not going to take it anymore. And what will happen? They will change to cater to us. Why? We have the dollar. So remember that the next time you pump gas, the next time you want to do anything, remember, we control or we have the control, but we may not exercise it. And I'll tell you, a good example of this, uh, years ago when I was deployed to the Persian Gulf area, when when the American troops first arrived in country in Saudi Arabia, we we could negotiate anything 
I mean, and their gold shops were all over the place because they only sold 18 karat or above, nothing less than 18 karat gold. But you could walk into one of the shops and start negotiating immediately. And because they did not want to lose your dollar, they would drop prices. They would do whatever it needed to for gold, products, merchandise. It didn't matter. You could negotiate. Well, about six months after being in country, and of course I was military police, so I got a chance to see everything that was going on. About six months of being in country with Americans being in country, we could not negotiate anything. Why? Because they were, the Saudis were very, very attentive. And they would notice that some people would come in and negotiate while others would come in and pay the price that was asking that they were asking. Well, after that, after a while, they realized they didn't have to negotiate. Because, see, here in America, we'll walk in a store, and if the price is $10, we don't negotiate. We pay $10. We say we, don't, we didn't think we could because that's the price that they're asking for. So either you want it and you pay $10 or you leave the store. Not true. Not true. You can negotiate anything. Now, this leads into something else because I am a professional negotiator. I negotiate everything. And there, every now and then I'll back off and I'll just won't negotiate. But for the most part, I negotiate everything. Because why? No price is set in stone. Prices are created out of the mind of the business owner. Okay? So you negotiate. And... That leads me to, I'm negotiating right now. You've been hearing me talk about a contract that I've been dealing with the, with this with this large credit union, and they they sent out a contract a couple of weeks ago, and the contract to me was <laughs> it, it was kind of funny. But in, in reading the contract, there were some things in there, words that I did not like. Words like the world, exclusive. Um, so when I heard these words or when I read these words and I looked and I said, you know what? Yes, it, it would be great to do business with this with this entity. However, if I signed this contract, they would own me. I would have to do what they said, when they said, how they said it. And it was my work. So I chose to redo the contract. Now, most people can't redo the contract because most people don't are not. And this is not a strike against anyone. It's just not it. It, it was not your field of study. Um, but I have been around law for a long time. I wrote contracts. I, I very skilled in writing contracts, and I know the language of contracts. So I decided to rewrite the contract and send it back to them. That's a part of negotiating. Well, in rewriting the contract, they went to one extreme, I went to the other extreme. Now we have a meeting schedule where we can all sit down to the table and come up um, with an agreement or contract that works for all parties involved. There's a lot of give and take going on. So that leads me into the legality of things that I want to talk about today. Talk about contracts. You have your business. You got some credit going. 
We talked about insurance last week, and if you missed the show, if you missed the show, I know insurance is not necessarily the most exciting thing you want to talk about. Okay? I used to be an insurance agent, and it was boring. But insurance are those things that you need, not that you want. Those are those things that you need. And most people... Most people buy what they want, not what they need, until they get in trouble. And then when they get in trouble, they realize they should have purchased what they needed. That Just that conversation now, that phrase could take me in a number of directions. I could talk about cars. I could talk about houses. I could talk about a number of things. But insurance is something that you need. And I know it's not a very attractive subject. It's not one that you want to sit down and talk about. But these are things that you need. So if you missed the show, you can always pick us up on bit.ly dot, I'm sorry, bit.ly slash L-F-F, that's capital L, capital S, capital S, iTunes. Go there and you can download the show and you can take it with you. Put it on your new iPad 2 or your new i4, iPhone 4. Put it on that and take it with you or download it to whatever, your, your iPod or your MP3s, and you can listen to it at your leisure, uh, not under pressure, not under stress. So I, I really suggest that you listen to some of the shows that we've done in the past because they can, they can give you a better presence uh, for where you're going. But on to the legalities. When you're dealing with, you start a business and you put contracts in motion, or it's time for you to do business with another company. Well, these are not the days of Napoleon Hill, 1928, where, you know, people do business on a handshake. Those days are few and far between, because in this country, we can sue. We can sue for anything, anything. So it's best to have things in writing. Everybody that you do business with, they do business from a contract, especially large companies. This one I'm telling you about. Large company. They have their own attorney on staff. So they're doing business by contracts, not word of mouth, not handshakes. Because if something happens, even though we all have very good intentions, but we've all heard the phrase, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. We all have good intentions, but if we're not contractually sound and set, then those intentions can lead us to uh, a courtroom. A courtroom where while you're litigating and it's costing you money, it can be draining your your company's budgets. So you make sure you want to know contracts. Now, there have been several companies out there. Um, some were um, multi-level marketing or network marketing is the phrase of the day. Um, one was prepaid legal. And prepaid legal, they had a program in place. I think it was like 75 bucks a month for the small business owner. And what they did is, you know, they would read over contracts for you or write letters on your behalf coming from an attorney's office. It was a pretty cool concept the way they, you know, uh, Stone Cipher put the business model together. Uh, basically, you, he would contract with so many attorneys and pay them 
so much a month out of your fee that you're paying. And then they would just write letters. If they had to go to court or anything for you, they'd charge you more money. And, of course, you know, your standard traditional legal offices, walking into an attorney's office and have an attorney read over or write contracts on your behalf. Well, those things are expensive and less, and rightfully so. These, these these people have started their business. They paid their way. They went to law school, and they charge. And the very best can charge you upwards of $300 an hour. And at the least, you're going to be paying somewhere between 50 and 75 an hour because this is the work that they do. And they will read over contracts for you. But I'll tell you this. You can do some research on your own. You can go to your local libraries or around law schools to law libraries, and you can start reading and start looking at a lot of contracts and seeing how contracts are laid out before you actually go into it. And if you don't feel comfortable with anything, then pay the money. Pay the money to have an attorney look at it. Or, you know, hopefully you have a friend in the family who's an attorney who doesn't mind looking at it. I I am thankful that I had enough enough time and enough experience and enough education to be able to do contracts myself. And there are times that if I'm reading over a contract and I'm not sure what this means, I'm going to research it. But if I'm still not sure of how it applies, then I'm going to seek out counselor, a counsel to help me out with this contract. But most contracts are canned, standard contracts, standard language. And basically, when you go to talk about a contract or an agreement, your first couple of paragraphs are pretty much going to be the meat of your contract. Like in this one that I had, you know, the first three paragraphs were the meat of the contract. So the rest of the language was standard language based on the state that I lived, but the first three were the were the meat of the contract, and those were the ones that I had to decipher and restructure and send back. But I tell you what, le- next week I'll let you know how effective my contract uh, writing and negotiation negotiating skills were because by Monday we should be solidifying a contract, solidifying agreement, and then moving forward. For those of you who have opened up your wallets and contributed to the campaign, I do appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, it's going to help in really getting the cover design for the book. And, of course, if you're hearing this for the first time and you're not sure what I'm talking about, please go to bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y, slash capital L, capital S, capital S, help, H-E-L-P, L-S-S, help. Whenever you hear the L-S-S, that's the Legally Steal Show, and it's, those letters have to be in all cap, and then just put the, you know, whatever the, the suffix is, help, iTunes, blog, radio, web. It's the same thing. But bit.ly.ls, bit.ly, bit.ly slash LSS help. Check that out, and you'll read over the campaign. You'll be able to read over the campaign and see some of the perks that are in there. But look like this thing is moving forward. So I definitely need your help, uh, and thank you for those who have already contributed. Last week... We had, and that's, that's one of the interesting things I like about this show and interacting with the public. P. 
people will call in and people will call in with what they deem as a concern. It may not be on topic of what we're talking about, but it's okay. Because as I was told as a young child, a question not asked is a dumb question. As long as you ask it, it's not a dumb question. So I, you know, love to open the phone lines, 347-637-1008. Give us a call and talk about whatever it is you feel like you want to talk about, uh, questions you may have. I am knowledgeable in a lot of fields, and I can tell you a lot of things. And those that I can't tell you, then I can recommend where you can go to find that information. So, at any time, like I said, give us a call, 347-637-1008. We'd love to talk to you. And, uh, again, I had a friend suggest to me that I should say this phrase throughout the show. Okay? And I get my feedback from my audience, and that tells me where I'm going and what direction that I'm going in, and if I'm talking on the right subject. So when... When the audience says, "Well, SC, I heard this, and this is this this really stood out," um, bringing you issues that matter most to your wallet. Well, it was a catchphrase that I created because it was something that I believed in. But now, getting confirmation from the listening audience inspires me more to talk about things that matter most to your wallet, and I'll continue to say that phrase. We do bring you issues that matter most to your wallet. Now, back to the legal. Back to the legal stuff. I can talk a lot about the legal stuff, but if you're not abreast of it, then I'm going to suggest contacting an attorney. Now, in some cities, there are there are legal services that can give you advice that may not charge you a ton of money. But you have to do your research out there for them. And, you know, they will give you advice. They won't go to court with you or anything. Chances are, okay, we hear about the courtroom. Chances are you're not going to land in a courtroom unless you just do a flagrant violation of something. More than likely, you're going to receive letters, certified letters, cease and desist. And these are things that you pay attention to. It can avoid a lot of court time. Um, those litigations that you hear me talk about, you, you can avoid that. Because if you reach a contract, your contract, normal contracts are very, very in-depth and will tell you everything you need to know. So if, you, if you're involved in a situation, don't run amok. If you receive a letter... Take that letter, go talk about the letter, find out what's going on, and then address the issue. Address the issue with the accuser, and this will avoid a courtroom cost. Because when you go to court, the court is open to interpretation, interpretation of the law of your contract. And that could be awarded to either one of you, not necessarily the person that's suing you. They don't always win. Sometimes the people that they sue win. And whoever loses, most contracts are written of whoever loses, have to pay the attorney fees, the other person's attorney fees. So if you bring a claim against me and, and I win, you have to pay my attorney costs and the court costs. 
and whatever judgment the judge rules in my favor, you have to pay that too. So most people do not want to go to court. They want to avoid court at all costs. And having a sound and solid contract will avoid a lot of things like that. So the best thing for you to do if you're not abreast on this is contact an attorney. Now, there is a software program out there that has a lot of canned language. And, of course, these people are not sponsors, but it's called Business in a Box. Business in a Box. Business in a Box will cost you probably about $1,000, but it has a lot of stuff for a small business owner that they can use. It has invoices, it has contracts, it has um employee I mean employment files. It has a lot of information in it that you can use. And I'll tell you, I use business in a box. Because sometimes I don't want to use my brain to think of the language to put in a contract. So I'll pull up canned language and then I'll alter that. And then sometimes I have to write them from scratch. But Business in a Box is a good program for a small business owner if they're looking at growing their business uh, to any level beyond beyond just themselves. When you're doing independent contractors um, and things like that, which, by the way, you have to be very careful. You start a business, you have to be very careful, and you need to contact the IRS to see who is a W-2 employer and who is a 1099 uh, contractor. It's a big difference. I contacted the IRS years ago, and I was told that if the person does what you do in your primary line of business, not support, but your primary line of business, they are employees and not 1099 contractors. So, for instance, if I'm in sales and I have a sales force, my sales force are W-2 employees. But my support staff, my secretary, everybody else can be 1099 uh, employees or contractors, independent contractors. So you have to be careful of that. There's a lot of stuff that when you start a business, although I still say that it's one of the greatest secrets in America, start a business, greatest secret to wealth in America is starting a business. I still believe that. However, when you start a business, there are some things that you have to do. You have to change your mindset. You have to start looking at it as an operation, and that's the way you run your operation. So please be focused on that. And again, business in a box can help you can help you in that arena uh, to make sure you are you stay on track. Listen, to those of you, our fan base is growing. And I again thank you for that. Really, really thank you for that. If you're not a fan of the Legally Steel show, uh, and you're listening to us right now, go ahead and go on Blog Talk Radio's site or right from where you are listening and go ahead and become a fan. We'll appreciate it. And, of course, spread the word. I need your help to grow. I can do this every day, all day, but I can't grow unless you tell another person. And I appreciate that. If you spread the word, it'll help us grow, and it'll keep me coming back and giving you more information. Also, I am interested in what are in, in some of the things that you want to know. I try to do a lineup throughout the year of different things that we want to do. Um, like today was actually supposed to have been a live remote 
but we did not solidify that contract yet. Once we get this contract solidified, and I tell you, it's been five months, a little over five months now. But once we get this contract solidified, then we're going to be looking at doing a couple of live remotes uh, and bringing you shows on location and some of the things that we're trying to do. Now, I, I, you, you've heard me talk about this big company, this, this credit union. Most of you who have been faithful listeners of the Legally Steel Show and myself know that I'm a big advocate of credit unions. Um, <clears throat> I believe in the mission of credit unions. I believe in what they do for their members and what they do for this society as a whole. I'm not a big fan of big banks. However, as a business owner, a lot of credit unions don't have business accounts. Okay, so you may have to deal with the big banks. And, of course, as a business owner, you want to spread your portfolio around. You want to have some relationship with banks and with credit unions. Now, here in the Tampa Bay area, several of the several of the larger credit unions here do have business services, and they operate just or not just like, but similar to a bank. They have business services, business line of credit, business checking, all of your business banking needs. Um, they have at some of the larger credit unions here in the Tampa Bay area. However, if you are in a in a city or a municipality with a smaller credit union, that smaller credit union may not have the capacity to handle business accounts. So they will tell you, you know, we can't do it, but you can go over here. We may have a relationship with this bank, and you can go and set you an account up at this bank. However, for your personal account, take it to the credit union. Take it to the credit union. Build yourself. Build a relationship with the credit union, um, in regardless of what city you're in. And it's not as hard as you think. It's easier to get into a credit union than you think it is. And sometimes you're only talking about $25, $30 that will actually get you open an, open an account and will get you one share in the credit union where you now become a life member of the credit union. So join a credit union. Do not wait. Do not delay. Join a credit union. Those of you who are heeding my advice and putting it into action. I appreciate that. I'm not going to bring you anything, as I always say. I'm not going to bring you anything that I have not researched myself because I wouldn't tell it to you if I wouldn't do it. I have my business going, and as I promised, in the next week or so, we're going to be bringing on a company that will actually help you establish credit for your business. Okay? And they have a pretty ingenious way of doing it. And there are a couple of companies out there on the market like this. But this company has a pretty ingenious way of doing what they do. And they simply, you know, once your company is structured, you have your tax ID number, your employer, federal ID number, which acts as the, you know, for lack of better words, the social security number for your business. It acts as your credit profile. It is your credit profile number for your company. And what this company does is they will bring on, take you and the company, one one officer of the company, and they will build that officer's credit separately from the company. And then they're building the company's credit profile to put more credit on, on for the company. And this is where 
excuse me, this is where you start buying or start building your company's profile, credit profile, where you can start buying things like office equipment, cars, or whatever else is needed for your business. Lines of credit, and which all of us, if you're a small business, you need a line of credit. Otherwise, you're on your own credit number. But this company does not cross-reference your, your personal number, your personal credit number or Social Security number with your business credit number or your business Social Security number, if you will. They keep them separate, and they're building them up simultaneously, but they're keeping, keeping them separate, and it gives you the flexibility and the power to do the things you need to do as far as building and growing. And the reason they, they bring on the individual, because as I stated, once you start looking at credit, business credit above a half of a million dollars, then they're going to look for a personal guarantor to go with that. And your credit as a personal guarantor, your credit needs to be perfect. Now, most people will never make it to that level. Most people don't desire, most business owners don't desire to make it to that level where they're talking about a million or a $10 million letter of credit or line of credit, most people aren't looking for that. They're looking to run their business, provide for their families, make an income where they don't have to work for the proverbial man anymore. They now become the man and they can work for themselves. So, But if you're looking to strive and grow your business of higher levels, and that may be those people who are uh, into real estate, who are looking at, you know, purchasing office buildings or major equipment for their company, then you would be looking at those lines of credit. But other than that, most most individuals don't need more than $250,000 lines of credit to run a successful small business. So, but this company does it, and they don't charge a lot of money. It's only about 300 bucks to get started, and then it's $99 a month that comes out of your company's checking account, which is considered now a, a vendor. They become a vendor of your company, and they're building credit for you. So once we bring them on, this guy is going to tell you more about it, and I'll tell you I'm in the program because I believe in it. I believe in building the credit for my business. So I will be in the program and doing the same thing, making sure my company grows because there are things that I want to do. Um, with your support, of you spreading the word around the country, it's going to give us a direction of what areas we want to go into next um, as we grow the show and grow the level of, of attentiveness that we have to give to our listening audience. So in doing that, airtime is expensive, and I will be needing those lines of credit as well to grow the show and put it in your area so you can hear us live. Um, through your traditional radio as well as your internet radio. So these are a few things I want to touch bases with, you know, touch touch bases with you on this week and just let you know some of the things that are going on and some of the directions that we are going and taking the show. Um, in three weeks, starting the 1st of April, we will start pushing out videos to get people more give them more insight and more knowledge of what we're doing. Um, I have had a request of doing another car show, which all of you know my passion for vehicles. I will make sure that I get a show out for you um, when, it, when the ebbs and flows of the car business 
And right now we are in a we're in a peak season. I did a show probably three four weeks ago, but we're in a peak season of car buying. Um, but I want to bring you. I want I want to do another show for you and tell you some of the disadvantages and advantages of of buying a vehicle and ways to buy the vehicle to make it more beneficial for you, saving and putting money in your pocket. Um, I will say to you this on that: if you're buying a car. You may want to think of buying a, 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 a smaller car or a fuel-efficient car because gas prices are uncertain and they're going to continue to rise. They predicted $4 by the summer, which means they're talking about $5 by next year. And these are not just spikes. We're talking about standard prices for the gasoline. And if you're driving an SUV, um, you better have a big wallet because it's going to hurt you. It's going to hurt you bad. Um, Four-cylinder, six-cylinder cars are really good, reliable cars that can keep you that can keep you going, keep you keep you get, or get you the way you need to go. Provide all of your services and needs instead of that gas guzzler. Those things are going to become a thing of the past. Everything is changing. Everything in this country, everything in this world is changing, and evolution. Evolution is a good thing. Things are staying current, and they're changing. So you need to change with them. So I can promise you, I will not. I wanted. I was going to get me a big truck, but I just. I'm thinking. I'm, I'm thinking about changing my mind unless they find unless I can get an all electric truck. Go figure, or something where uh, I have a good friend who's uh, working on a product of biodiesel. Well, if I can get one where I can take you know cooking oil or plastic or whatever and and get that changed into fuel for my vehicle that may be the way to go but right now the gas prices are crazy and I'm just tired of paying them it it is limiting thank you I thankfully I can come to you on the radio via the internet uh but otherwise man if I had to run to a studio um every day of the week in about 50 60 miles away that would hurt that would hurt badly and you know in paying the airtime and paying the gas cost to get there that would not be productive for the show or myself or my family so we can't do that but i am going to bring you those shows as promised i am going to take into consideration of the shows that people want to hear and i'm thinking about doing another tax show uh, right before right before filing time. I know a lot of people have already done their taxes, gotten their earned income credit back. Uh, but those people that are not earned income credit receivers, those people that are waiting to the last minute, I'm going to have a tax expert on to give you some last-minute tips uh, of filing your taxes and, and capturing some of those deductions that you can use to minimize minimize your tax debt. Or your tax liability. Also, uh, I've been I've been preaching about starting a business. Starting a business is a big is a big um, deduction, or you can file big deductions from starting a business, and you can apply it directly towards your tax liability. Uh, I told you I started my company, or another one. This is about the twelfth company I've started, but this is the I started this one. And I went ahead and filed for my elections this week with the Internal Revenue Service as a subchapter or, or S corporation. But 
when I do things of travel or dining or or business purchases, all those are written off of my tax liability, and it has something called pass-through taxation. Pass-through taxation basically says that the company is taxed at your individual tax bracket. And what that means is uh, if if your company makes makes a mil- or has a million dollars profit, but you only paid yourself a certain tax bracket under a certain amount that fell within a certain tax bracket, then your company's profits would be taxed at your individual level. And I've been trying to get this CPA on, and right now he's got some stuff that's working. He's going on some stuff with his license. But I've been trying to get him on because he is an expert in telling you where to put money, and it's all legal, where to put money to reduce your tax load, uh, different programs to reduce your tax load. Because after you make so much, after you get to a certain level, there's only so much money that you can put away, only so much money you can donate that the government would recognize. And he can talk to you about other shelters and different things uh, to put your money aside safely. But I think I'm going to do that tax show on the 9th, the 9th of April. That'll be right before tax time. And if you are, I think this week, March 15th, is for the corporations to file an extension. They have to do it before the 15th of this week. So if you're a small business owner and you're not ready to do your taxes yet and you don't think you're going to make your April 15th deadline, go ahead and file for an extension. And I think that extension runs through August. August or September. I think that extension will run through August or September. So it'll give you more time. And even as an individual, if you're not, if you don't think you're going to be able to file your income taxes for whatever reason you haven't gotten some 1099s in or you haven't gotten some earned income which all those things should have been sent to you but if you hadn't gotten those in and you think you're going to delay on your taxes uh go ahead and contact the irs or send them in the extension form that way you're not getting in trouble because let me tell you i tested the waters one time years ago i wanted to see what happened if i sent in my taxes on april 16th Okay, how would they know? We're talking about the mail system. How would they know? Well, they knew, and they assessed me a 10% tax penalty for for late filing because I filed it on the 16th instead of the 15th. So they're very serious, and the, and the, and the postal system is going to stamp every envelope, date, and time when it goes through there. Uh, and if you don't file it on time, you will get hit with a penalty. So file your taxes. Remember, it's the law. You have to file your taxes. Not necessarily the law that you have to pay your taxes. Okay, that's that falls in another court. That goes into collections. But it's the law that you have to file your taxes. If you work, you're employed, you have to file your taxes. Uh, and there's no reason why you shouldn't. So it's been real. I'm going to I'm going to cut the show today and gear up for next week, where I plan on bringing you some really really interesting information and. Continue your feedback. Continue sending me your emails at the show at legallysteel.info. Check out the blog. Uh, leave your comments. And, of course, um, check out iTunes. Check out future uh, past shows and see what you miss. There's a lot of information in there that will guide you in the right direction and save money for your wallet. All right? 
always, always the best show on the web for real, relevant, and reliable information where we bring you issues that matter most to your wallet. Only on the Legally Steal Show. All right, see you next weekend. Peace.